Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ron Swallow. I'm Ed Greer. And today we have a great guest, a guy I've been I've been thinking about having this guy on for a while, but I've known this guy for years. He's a great comedian and he's recently started doing art that is like blowing out gallery shows, kicking all types of ass. Uh, he's, he's drawing attention to all types of dope subjects with his art. A consummate artist, a cool guy, and my friend. Give it up for Greg Edwards. Oh man, <clears throat> thank you, man. That was uh, that was beautiful. That's so so nice of you guys. Good to see you, Ron. Thank you so yeah. much, Ed. Um, thanks for having me on, man. Oh, we Dude. are excited because the subject you brought today. Uh, this is, you know, and it's funny because one of the best things about doing our new show is we now get to talk about real life subjects. Before we would just literally just talk about a fictional character. And that was it. Now we get to really expand. And I'm super excited about what you brought. The idea Greg brought to us was uh, space travel. And uh, we're experiencing a new batch of space travel from these billionaires who are, who are doing private space things. And we're uh, and all throughout pop culture, there's space travel. And then the biggest things in pop culture, there's there's space travel in them. The very tip top of science fiction all have space travel. And I just kind of wanted to examine What's so dope about it? How was it sold to us? What was our first uh, experiences with space travel? Maybe we'll start there. What was you guys' first experience like like knowing about the fact that we live on a fucking planet and there's this means where you can get off of it and go to other planets to do other shit? What was the first time – I'll go with you, uh, uh, Greg. What was the first time you knew about that concept or can you even remember? I I mean – I can't. I, I can't remember the first. I mean, look, as a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut off top. Like that was mm-hmm. my my main thing. I don't know where it all started. <clears throat> I guess from just elementary school and just learning about the planets, uh, learning about the solar system. Uh, I remember when I learned about the Milky Way galaxy that we were living in, and that there were plenty of other galaxies out there as well. And that, as a kid, that blew my brain away. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> So all the plants are in this galaxy, and we can't even get to these. But there are also other galaxies. <laughs> like, and then I learned, um, I learned as a kid that how long it takes to get to other planets. And I'm like, yo, I can't be an astronaut anymore because I don't want to be away from my mom that long. You know what I mean? That's what I learned as a kid. But um, I think it was sold us. You know, I remember watching Nickelodeon, and they would have Space Camp at the end of like Double Dare oh, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that was like the, you know, kid's dream of always wanting to go to space camp and floating and everything. And then, you know, you you see videos of the moon landing, uh, Neil Armstrong <laughs> and, and just everything, and uh, Mars. And then you hear all these conspiracy theories about the moon landing wasn't real and aliens and, you know, fucking uh, all the lizard people, you know, as you get older and all these other stuff. So I've, I've just always been interested in outer space, and I love this new age of time tra- of space travel and time travel because that's what it really <laughs> is too. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronnie, yeah, I I I love that uh, concept right there. The space the space camp, um, yeah. and then you know looking. I got to watch. I remember in history class they showed us the they talked about the whole moon race and how everybody was freaking out. We had to get to the moon first and. So between 1948 and 1957, the government spent uh, approximately $100 million. They went from zero 
to $100 million so that we could eventually get to the moon. Hmm. Um, and $100 million is basically about a billion dollars right now, mm -hmm. approximately. Maybe not a billion. It's probably like $800 million or something along those lines with mm -hmm. sweet, sweet inflation. Um, <laughs> but uh, so basically they spent a lot of money to do it. And a big portion of that was that they – were America was, you know, the space race. It was like after the world war and we wanted to be the first to do stuff because we were in competition as a, a world power with uh, Russia. Mm -hmm. and so we wanted to be the first one to get a person to the moon and to space and et cetera, et cetera. Um, we started with all kinds of stuff. One of the interesting things, they actually sent fruit flies up first. That was one of the first things that was alive that they ever uh, threw up into the um, the atmosphere. They did a dog. Huh. Well, fruit flies, that's interesting because like they had that really short life cycle and shit. And they're like some of the most worthless sons of bitches on this earth. Shoot yep. them up into space. It's interesting how like uh, what we decided to do when we went to space because I think there used to be a um, – you know, those old Jules Verne and shit where you just sort of lock yourself in a tube and shoot yourself to the moon. But, yeah. you know, around 1948, people started realizing, like, okay, we got to start preparing for the vacuum of space. We got to start building materials that won't burn up when we go through the atmosphere and shit. There's, like, all these, like you said, uh, uh, post-war technological advancements. I think it's it's so sick that it probably did take the war to help us with artillery technology and launching technology, obviously. But the fact that the space race isn't by itself militaristic. It, it's like militarism is probably second or third on it. And number one is we're, ex we're the explorer dudes. We get to say we did it. And then, of course, the secondary thing is we have a great tactical option now. Now that we're in space and you're not in space, we can rain hellfire down on you if we want to, if we fortify our armaments in space and stuff. So, yeah, damn. It's, it's, <sighs> it's, a, it's a crazy thing to think about because and, – and it's one of those things that's real frustrating because one of the things about war is that it really does push science forward. Like mm -hmm. it's happened many, many times. Mm -hmm. um, and and so what ends up happening is you get other cool stuff like going to space at a war. So, mm -hmm. um, oh, and I wanted to mention uh, at at the peak of of this, by the way, uh, the federal funding was seven billion dollars in 1967. It was a hundred million in 1957, and then it went to seven billion in ten years. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. no, from from fifty from fifty in fifty seven, it was a hundred something. Cause I thought it was yes. like forty something. Zero in nineteen forty eight to more than a hundred million in nineteen fifty seven, and then mm -hmm. peaking at seven billion dollars in nineteen sixty seven. Damn. Um, and of course, we got uh, we got to the moon in nineteen sixty nine. Um, so uh, um, that's when new, I shouldn't say that actually. Technically, a U.S. spacecraft landed on the moon in nineteen sixty six. But no one walked on the moon. In mm -hmm. 1969, July 20th, is when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin uh, walked on the moon and then went home as well. So pretty cool. Um, there's the Apollo 13 mission. All but, they, you know, like it, uh, in 1980s, it went up to um, 
uh, 30 billion on, on the space race, uh, because that was just like you were talking about. Now we got to get satellites. We got to mm-hmm. get satellites up there because we got to be able to shoot missiles from wherever, right? Well, you know, it's just the ultimate high ground. That's what I was trying. I was babbling so much earlier, but like that was all. That's all it is. The ultimate high ground. It's a hundred percent true, though. That is one of the things that people were trying to get done. Russia and all this other crazy stuff, and monkeys flying in mm-hmm. space, and, and <laughs> yeah. a, freaking, a freaking dog that I think died actually he in did. space, <laughs> if I remember correctly. And it's like, <laughs> and then, and I just remember being a kid. Being in shitty ass Albuquerque, being like, man, space would be so much better in this fucking place. <laughs> be so much better. I, I wish I was in space right now. And then I got a, I started reading books, uh, um, some Robert Heinlein, uh, um, uh, and a couple of uh, Isaac Asimov books and Foundation and stuff like that. And that's kind of like really got me into space. I didn't even find out that people didn't think the moon landing was real until I was like thirty. <laughs> oh man well yeah, dude i, I mean th- I call that a privileged existence because uh, i mean because <laughs> bro that shit uh the, the questioning as to whether it was real it really strikes at the heart of people being cynical about human potential full yeah. stop you know what i mean like they, they are really so there's so many there's so much so many bones to be made by questioning human potential, by saying that all we do is suck and we're just trash and we're a virus and all this jazz. That's like a market. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a great thing to market to people that they all suck because so many of us have such low self-esteem and shit. Like space is the epitome of high self-esteem shit. Space mm-hmm. is like, yo, I'm bouncing. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm weightless. That's the, that's, you know what I'm saying? The antithesis of low self-esteem shit. So like, yeah, a bunch of low self-esteemers don't fuck with space, dog. That's what I got to say about that. Like space is a concept in outer space and stuff. And um, a lot of people don't see themselves in the future. Like I know Greg uh, uh, and, and I have thought about, you know, you know, the, the old thing of a, uh, we don't seem to be in the present. We don't seem to be in the past. You know what I mean? Uh, when you look at popular media. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if we if we talk about just the the space race right now and um, how uh, Amazon and Richard Branson, Elon, uh, I mean, NASA dropped off a little bit. Then they saw what Elon was doing. They're like, oh, we got to catch back up with these dudes. I think (laughs) it's uh, I think it's great that they're doing that. I mean, even that they're recycling uh, fucking rockets and whatnot. Uh, it's but it is trippy just to realize that it's it's the rich man's game though, and uh, mm-hmm. you know poor people. I mean, he, I think uh, the Amazon was selling tickets for their rocket ship for uh, their space trip to the moon for twenty eight million was for one <laughs> ticket. So you know it's like, come on, man. <laughs> But there's that one movie where everybody goes, all the rich people go to space and all the poor people are left down. Uh, I forget the name of that movie. Uh, Matt Damon's in it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh, Elysium? Elysium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which makes sense. You know, you know, a lot of it a lot of it makes sense. They're not trying to save the world. I mean, with, with uh, global warming and all this, global warming hitting its peak and all the space travel, it all makes sense that it's happening around the same time. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, these smart guys are like, look, the planet's going to die. I want to get me and my rich friends at the fuck out of here, but I don't want these poor people hanging out with us. 
they're gonna like, <laughs> stink up the place, you know. Well, dude, but see, that's the thing that that has weirded me out, though. It's like, okay, so now I'm just extrapolating. Okay, all these fictional futures where everybody is basically in space. Now we kind of know that they're started at the beginning by rich people, which is kind of funny. It's almost like how going across the sea with some rich people shit. With yeah. us acting like a bunch of poor people came over and started this country, can we stop that right now? Like, like George Washington was so rich and That's had true. so many slaves, and that those two factors I just said are why he was the first president. It wasn't yeah. looking across the the river and doing anything as a soldier. It was I'm rich and I do what I want. And one of the things I want to do is, I guess, be a soldier. And I guess, oh, I guess I have to be the president. You know what I mean? It starts with rich. Starts with rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, no wonder everybody's so obsessed with money. Because like, you can't be the fucking president. You can't fucking go to space. You can't fight crime at night. You can't do none of these fucking things. <laughs> Poor. I mean, you know, who knows? Things could change. Maybe the technology changes or they come up with some crazy way to create um, a gravity field that makes us like fly light speeds, you know, or something like that. Like, who knows? Yeah, I just hope um, I hope that there's this infrastructure where the person who comes up with the thing that really makes a difference doesn't have to be a government drone working in a lab. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just seems like there's the, I, I want us to spread more of this go to space technology jazz so that the people who are thinking of all these concerns aren't just billionaires, because I, I literally um I don't even want to reveal who this person is, who this person is, but I've talked to this person who works with billionaires and I've also uh, read several articles about the help of billionaires. And one of the consistent things that comes through is they think of themselves as nations, meaning they could wage war on each other on different concepts, on different things as far as bills that are going to stop them from expanding their they think of themselves as countries who have the right to a, to attack shit. And all types of levels of that word attack. And they think that um, one of the main things that they that they seem to want to do, uh, one of these one of the persons I know works in like either not necessarily estate planning, but like, what are you going to do with all your assets and shit? Okay. And at least one of the people she the that they work with uh, thinks of their employees as these assets, almost like uh, um, oh, almost so like uh, uh, th- like a. Uh, like Ozymandias and Watchmen mm-hmm. in the comic book, he like has all of his best employees come and like die all together with him. Almost also a uh, uh, Sphinx type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're, they're my servants. They die with me. They die doing what I need to do. And because they have so much information about all my shit, they die with me. Some of these billionaire dudes think of their staffs that way. Like I've got to have them with me and I got to make sure that like, you, I got to make sure that if they die or whatever, that it goes a certain, like they think of themselves as a nation full of people that they control and they can bury and save and 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 take the space or not take the space, castigate or not. They think of themselves and people that way. And it's just like as long as those are the motherfuckers who are in going to space, man, we're fucked up. Well, I was gonna say, you know, it's interesting because for space was first us, the government. The government yeah. was paying for space flight. And, and in some ways, that's almost better because <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were a smart, talented person, there's a chance you could become an astronaut. Mm. 
Yeah. Like, there's that chance. You get good at math. You could and and you get in good enough shape to handle spaceflight. Mm-hmm. You could join NASA and maybe work your way up. Like that's a possibility. But like, I, I'm never gonna get a a, a tourist fl- flight on on the Bezos mobile. That's not that's not <laughs> happening. Yeah, that dick measuring contest into space type shit. Like that makes me want to be a flat earther. That makes me want to be one of these people that just thinks that it's all fake. You know what I mean? I, I guess I see how those people are born now. You know what I'm saying? Because like I hate that we're like measuring these dudes by like how far they went into space on like basically still our money. We still bought them into space. They literally said it on the podium. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank every Amazon customer for the fact that I threw my dick into space. I mean, that's how the railroads were, though. You know, it's like, hey, yep. I'm going to get my railroad all the way yep. out to California first. Oh, no, you're not. I'm going to get mine <laughs> past the, the Rocky Mountains. Then I'm going <laughs> to kill off these Cherokees. And, and, and then I'm going to get mine all the way to the West first. And I got some friends from uh, the Far East that's going to help me out. You know? <laughs> my buddies. That's, that's how it was. That's, that's how yep. it was. And that's how yep. I think that's how poor people are going to get into space. Uh, at least they're going to be poor people that know how to uh, fix and clean robots. But that's how those people are going <laughs> yeah. to get into space. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the kind of thing that's going to happen. And also, they're going to need us to do all their work on whatever, you know, you know, planet Mars they go shit. to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I say it, us, but hopefully we'll be telling uh, space dick jokes. <laughs> um, on Mars, the cruise ship or the, or the or the ship to Mars, they're gonna need us to tell some jokes. Oh no, oh no, because mm-hmm. that could take five years. Yeah, and just be imagine, imagine you bomb the first night. <laughs> you just got five years of people remembering you bombing the first night. They don't like you immediately. You got to keep trying to dig out of the five years of bombing hole. Man. Uh, dude, but dude, the comedy scene on a space cruise ship, like you have to hit some space mics to, to, in order to get, get your material <laughs> together for your, for your next performance. Cause like, I, th- I think by the time that they're really cruising out there, there will be like city size up. Like it, it'll be like a city up there. It's like, yo man, you, you, uh, you, you, you in on the new space, New Brunswick comedy scene like nah man i gotta look up the comedy bureau or whatever the fuck to find out where to go space comedy bureau so what does this tell you about uh the 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 futures that we saw like how do you judge the futures that we saw and or that we do see in pop culture and shit because i look at star wars i gotta say i've been shitting on star wars forever by calling it like childish and and just sort of that weird old monomyth and it's blah blah and that star trek is better and smarter and all this jazz dude star wars has slaves that work on slave robots they have fighting pits full of giant monsters that kill people and the only people who could do stuff are people who live in a literal cloud city or have magical fucking powers. Those are the people who can rise above their station in life. That shit is the most realistic space shit of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's blowing my mind that that's the case, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, Star Trek is where we would love to be, yep. you know? 
it's where you would love to be because you would love a, a society where our main goal is to keep learning and growing and finding out about different cultures. Uh, but uh, Star Wars is more like, hey, you know what happens when everybody's in space? The same shit that happens on Earth. <laughs> enjoy, I mean, enjoy suffering. <laughs> suffering. It's true. What, what is called Star Wars and what is called Star Trek? It, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. That's fucking yeah. crazy. The, yeah. well, and one thing I we never talk about Star Trek on this show. I'm obviously a big Star Trek fan. I don't know that either of you are, but I will ask this: When you first found about out about Star Trek, how did it hit you? Because you're right that that is a good avenue to take this conversation. Because Star Trek is what we want the future to be like, and even there. It's full of naval battles and racism and yes. stereotyping to keep yourself alive. Like, look, don't rock up to a Klingon talking none of that jive bullshit because they will chop your face off for honor yep. or whatever the fuck. Like, you got to stereotype these Klingons to stay alive. I'm sorry. You can't just trust these motherfuckers to act cool. You know what I mean? There's all this jazz in it that's coded, you know? So even in our most aspirant, we're like, so that, but when you guys found out about Star Trek, how did it hit you? Like, did you like it? Did you like, uh, I got introduced to Star Trek late in my life. I'll sit, just start out by saying that early. I would just like beat me up, Scotty, whatever. I didn't know about it. But later in life, I got with a Trekkie, which Pulp Fiction style. My wife's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. My wife is a Trekkie, which pretty much makes me a Trekkie because the shit is on the television. It's on the view screen all goddamn day. You better get locked and strap in. You're going to see this shit. Better like it. So through Stockholm Syndrome or the fact that it's some of the best written and performed television in the history of time, like I'm talking about uh, Picard and them on, yeah. you know, uh, I've, I've become I've become a fucking Star Trek fan. So when you guys were first introduced to Star Trek, how did it hit you? Start with Ron. Um, well, uh, this is another one of those things where, you know, sad Ron stuff. My dad, of course, is the guy who introduced me to Star Trek and he's a pile of garbage. <laughs> but he but he also introduced me to Star Trek and good music. So like it's one of those things where like you always get something positive from a person and next generation is where I started. Um and then I saw movies after that. Uh we watched Next Generation together. That was one of the things we did where mm -hmm. uh we actually got along and we would enjoy Star Trek uh Next Generation and then of course I saw what we uh, I like to call the whale movie uh Star Trek 4. <laughs> Which I don't know if that counts as Star Trek, because even though I love that movie, it is a goofy ass movie. They're in San Francisco in the 80s as a big part of it. And they're like catching the bus and they're doing all this slapstick shit like, what is money? And like yeah. Scott, Scotty goes to Scott. They do so much weird shit. That's that's goofy in there. That's why I don't. I'm going to just come out and say, uh, this is me drawing my sword Game of Thrones style in front of a bunch of Star Trek fans <laughs> rushing at me trying to kill me. I don't fuck with the movies. I don't fuck with almost none of those movies. <laughs> I, Star Trek movies kind of suck. I, I, the concept is for television. Stop the fucking madness. All right? You can't just expand in all these different directions because you'll see the lights and the fucking boom mic and shit. You got to keep it focused on the main thing. And the, that's the talking and the thinking about space and the episodic <laughs> shit. That's what it's about. It's not a good action show. When you make something a movie, the tendency is to make it into an action thing. Star Trek ain't an action thing. They got leotards on and shit. They got little leotards with vests and little buckles on their chest that do stuff. It's like these motherfuckers ain't ready for action. You know what I mean? That they, they, They're not 
action people. They don't have armor. They don't have pouches. That you know what I'm saying? They got a little thing the size of a keychain that they shoot you with and stuff. That ain't inherently visually fucking interesting in every fucking Star Trek movie. Either she plays it super goofy and does a bunch of that bullshit with the whale, or they try to make it like these are bald Rambos running around with their little phasers doing shit, and it's so underwhelming. No wonder people think they hate it. And that's where the money is, though. It you is. Gotta be, you gotta get paid off of these, all these Trekkies, man. You know, they're not buying merch <laughs> off of Star Wars. I mean, yeah. off of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, you know? Yeah, you gotta yeah. make a movie, no, no. man. Yeah, I mean, I love. Uh, um, I watched. Uh, I watched the. I watched the Shatners, the the regular Star Treks, mm-hmm. um, and I thought they were boring. And then Star Trek: The Next Generation came out, and it just blew my brain, man. Me and my mom used to watch that all the time. I loved all the characters. I love how they explained everything, and the Federation and everything. Um, but I, I, I love Star Trek. And you guys are right. It's it's so much smarter than Star Wars. And Star Wars is so Disney, um, but you know Star Wars is right though. Yeah, Darth Vader is gonna you know kill everybody, and um, you know there's some Sith dude in charge of everything, and there's gonna be pod racing and you know gambling and you know smugglers <laughs> and all that stuff. You know, well, and, and speaking of that, uh, I think they're gonna start getting like. Some of the other countries that we don't really fuck with that are rich as hell, mm-hmm. I think are going to start sh- launching uh, pirate boats to to go rob uh, <laughs> like Bezos to them dudes. I think that could be the next the next era of crime, dude. Like if you get yourself up into space with like even some personal craft that mm-hmm. like gets you into the thing, and then and then you could just kind of uh, die hard your way up in there and just be like, yo, you one dude with a space gun. And it's a, just well, people who could pay $23 million a ticket sitting there waiting to get robbed. It's like stagecoach style. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I mean, that would be awesome if that happened. But, man, that technology, <laughs> that technology, you'd have to, you'd have to basically steal one of, you know, Amazon's spaceships, bring it back to whatever country. Afghanistan or something, and then shoot that <laughs> shit off out there. That'll that'll be the way. But that's you're right. That'll in like 20, 30 years for sure. That technology would be like Tesla, and everybody will have that technology to start shooting off things like that, and the price will go down. And then yeah, you'll have. But then man, the security would be crazy, man. Dude, yeah that that is that is true. I think you get one of those, you get one of those, and then the yeah. next thing you know, it's space Rats. secret service for everybody shooting them shits down as soon as they get close to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, and the security also will be uh, for if we start to have get to get on those ships, uh, it'll be easier for me. <laughs> That's why well, you so right, dog. Just breezing through security. It's like, hey, man, yeah. I, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm with the band. <laughs> you just walk through the security and get on the fucking spaceship, uh, dude. And and uh, one thing they were talking, uh, one thing in the Loki show, I didn't really. Now that I could ruminate on it, I don't really think I like that Loki show. But one of the best things about it was this this place where loki and this chick were trying to get off world mm-hmm. and there was one spaceship left and they were trying to get on that motherfucker and it ended up getting smashed by some shit because the world was ending and uh 
I don't know, man. That that shit, that's a nice dramatic thing. I wonder why they don't put that in even more movies. Do you know what I'm saying? The whole planet is blowing up. It's time to go. What's that last 14 hours like? You know what Ooh. I'm saying? Like, well, like, what do you do? Like, you are one of the few people who know that the planet is blowing up. What the fuck do you do? Uh, I don't even know what I would do. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what the first thing to do. What do you think you would do, Greg? Trying to trying to get to that spaceship, man. I'm trying to be my lady. You know, I'm trying to get to that spaceship, dog. He's what trying do you... to find one or trying to find a, a warp, you know, a, a stargate. <laughs> you know, there's stargates here. You know, we just got to find them. I totally well, believe in stargates. I think Bigfoot is clogging them up, though. You know what I'm saying? That's what what that's what your eyes can't see. You know what I'm saying? Bigger, because you know, but not for real. Bigfoot. Uh, supposedly the reason why he's everywhere is because he be, he busts through these um, interdimensional gates and he that's why he pops in and out. That's why you can't catch him up. That's what the people who believe, but that's what many of the people who okay. believe in Bigfoot uh, as a real thing, it, they believe he's almost like, uh, in comic books, like the Swamp Thing is the representative of the nexus of realities. Mm-hmm. So in in him and in where wherever he's at, he's like vegetation and shit, obviously. But he's an elemental thing that guards the nexus of realities. Yeah. So they've kind of put some shit like that on on Bigfoot. I gotta imagine, like, what if everything is real and going to space proves that everything is real? That I would mean, really fuck me up. I think me personally, I think uh, I think uh, there's probably a Stargate with Bigfoot. There's probably a Stargate with Nessie. You know, the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> down there. I'm telling you, dog. Yeah, that's why we can't catch the motherfucker, man. Yeah, he's down there for a reason. That's why he's hella old. Uh, I think the uh, the pyramids are stargates. Uh, we just don't know how to use them. But I also think, like, there's stargates in places that we don't think they're stargates. Like, I always look at that. Uh, you ever be in Inglewood and you see that big-ass donut? I think the big ass donut in Inglewood could be a possibly a Stargate. Jumping through there could take wow. you to a whole other dimension. I think there's Stargates throughout, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they get into that payphone and they could go somewhere else. I think there's Stargates like that, but we just don't see them anymore. Like I'm sure a payphone is a, some. I'm sure there's a payphone around here that's a Stargate. Because wow. why would you use it? Nobody we ever use a payphone right now. Right, and like the Doctor Who, and the Doctor Who joint, yeah, jumping into those, uh, yeah, those booths. Man, I think the the hiding in plain sight, super uh, space travel, uh, time travel, uh, portal type shit. I think that to me, that's an appealing concept because it means there's some sort of uh, plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it helps me to think about, like, if there are all these places for you to jump through Stargate, there's this organized system of world transit or or interworld transit. That makes me feel better. But that's why I know it's not true, because we see what <laughs> transit is, and it's controlled by billionaires, and it's slap shot at best. You know what I'm saying? It's not planned out. It's, you know, you had to take the bus version of space. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to get to work on the bus and it just passes you by full of people because there's not enough buses. It's just bullshit. <laughs> well, like having a space bus stop, like basically you live in, oh, dude, like you live in some place that's orbiting Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
you uh, have to get out of that place and rocket boost or whatever in your spacesuit over to this bus stop and a, and a, and a spaceship that's been traveling a while that comes out of warp or whatever slows down, picks you up. Y'all warp off to another place. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that could be really cool. But I think when it gets to that level, we're like 5 billion years of the future or something. I really think it would have to be that far for them to care about people who don't have a car. I don't think it's that far, man. I don't think it's that far at all. Well, not 5 billion, but you know what I'm saying? Like like far in the future. That's It just know, seems man. like them caring about the, the regular person on any level. In space? I, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're, I'm, I wouldn't say the regular person, but um, but I think we're closer. And see, we're only talking about technologies that we see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I always think, if if they're showing us stuff, what do they really have? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if, if they're showing us the, if Elon is giving us the technology that. Rocket ships can go out of space and come back down and land. Mm-hmm. What's the stuff the military has? Because the military is not going to let this dude just have that and yeah. not have. You know what I mean? I just well, not not the U.S. government, but U.S. government is not going to let somebody have something that they don't already have. You know, yeah. and not using and let the public see it as well. Yeah, you know yeah, right? yeah, and so it's I'm not just, even. It's not even something introduced in something like Iron Man. It's like we've been knowing that the military gets their hands on the hot tech first. We've been Everything. we've been knowing that. Yeah. yeah. Everything. You, I, okay, question for you. Do you yeah. think that's the reason why they've told us about uh UFOs and shit? Like yes. you, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like yes. I think it, it is that the reason. Yeah, I think they're I mean, I think they've been telling us about UFOs. If you've been listening, you know, if you've been watching mm-hmm. movies, they've been trying to tell us, you know, Men in Black, Abyss, you know, they've just been pushing these. I mean, the movie Aliens, they've been pushing stuff towards us to get us ready for it. And now I think they're telling us stuff. But it's it's funny how they're telling us. They're telling us stuff like while we're in the brink of like race race wars in this country <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and throughout the world. You know, they're like they're telling us strong information when we're not really even listening. You know what I mean? Because we're so Mm. obsessed with Mm. George Floyd and so obsessed with social media that we heard what they said, but we're really not like paying big attention to it. But yeah, I think they, I think they're telling us stuff like that just to let us, you know, know what's going on and and know what's, know what's happening. Uh, But, you know, I mean, you, you, you most I, I I think the governments around the world have already definitely have had, you know, access to uh, extraterrestrial intelligence and all that stuff for 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 a long time. Yeah, I think what's interesting about that shit too, though, is how the people who are the most in touch with the most intelligent shit are. There are warriors, you know what I'm saying. So it's so all of our shit that we get from aliens is like through this lens of national security or security or or you know military type shit. I think that that's 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 kind of crazy to me, dog. You know what I mean? Like I bet yeah. you some of the stuff, a lot of the sights that these rich people are seeing as they go into outer space were seen by like basically soldiers and people from launches we didn't even hear about. Years yeah. and years ago, you know what totally. I mean. 
And we wonder why, like, so much of our our conception of space is like militarized, because like to to our absolute, and that's a weird thing. I, I said UFOs, and you went to uh like aliens, and I'm thinking UFOs can mean like all of the stuff, but but of course they're intermingled, because you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I I I definitely said do the same thing, but now that when you really think about it, I don't know how that is flying almost has nothing to do with aliens. It has everything to do with like, we know how it's flying. Mm-hmm. We know that it's a, it's a magnocopter with a folding drive that we built. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we yeah. know that it's that, but you don't know what it is. So yeah. now if we just admit that that sort of technology exists, yeah, you don't have to say it's aliens and throw them off the scent of the fact that it's you. You could just say unidentified flying object and people will automatically go to aliens and throw off the fact that it's you. It's you, the military. It's you, the this complex, you know? Well, I think everybody, I think people jump to aliens because they're like, how'd you get that technology? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I remember when I first saw a microwave as a kid <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this, dog? How do we go from, how do we go from the heat? I'm making popcorn on the stove <laughs> making popcorn in a microwave. I remember when we first got a microwave as a kid, and I was like, yeah, what's this? This is a huge jump. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's just like, we just chilling with this. You know, <laughs> we ain't talking about this at school. You know, well, dude, a, a lot of that's. Dude, but that you're touching on something. A lot of the technology that blew our minds throughout the 80s and 90s came from space, from yeah. from about the 60s to to the present day. A lot of that shit is like uh, formulated in space. I bet you some of this crazy weed that has like 40 percent THC and shit like that. Bro, I think a lot of that shit was grown around motherfucking the moon and some shit because uh, uh, it, it's just crazy how much uh, the thinking that you that has to go into how you would live in space yeah you know your food can't be floating around you got to have paste and stuff you have to have a tv dinner in a box where the kid shit can't float around and you just open a flap and let some of it pop up onto your fork you know what i'm saying all this yeah. different technology shit it's almost like war and again it goes back it's like uh, all this exploring and war intermingling because you know in war we get hella advances you know, yep. like technology explodes when we're fighting each other because we got to get the the drop on these other people we're fighting. We got to be more technologically advanced than them. So I that's what I'm saying. It's just like, and then uh, another thing about unidentified flying shit. Literally, they have rocket pack suits now that actually yep. work. Like they don't yep. burn your ass cheeks off when you fly. <laughs> Remember the back in the days, you see a jet pack and like, that should have burned your ass cheeks off. You ain't got no more feet, dog. <laughs> Was it working? With no feet. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm saying? So like uh, now they have actual, you know, Boba Fett, Iron Man. They call this guy Iron Man. He's an unidentified guy. They do not know who this guy is. He keeps flying around LAX. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 I live close by LAX now. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Got so, they got multiple pictures of them. Well, the thing is, it could be more than just one dude because they have so oh, yeah. many of these suits now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is awesome. You know, I love that. I mean, I was watching, I saw something on YouTube where they were like basically doing pod racing uh, with these like almost <laughs> like flying cars. There weren't people in them. Uh, but they were big enough for people to be in them. They were, they were flying them remotely. 
but yeah, yeah, they got they can be the, the technology is crazy right now. It's not and, and again, if they're showing us this, what do they really have? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always tell people. Like if if I because there's a video I saw the uh Instagram video of the dude with the with the rocket pack flying down the street, and I'm like, if they got that and a dude that's not in the military has that, what does the military have? They probably got yeah. the Iron Man suit. And which is crazy because like why uh but it also shows that like these things when you want to do it right cost so much money. Like every time yeah. you see this this dude with this fly stuff it's uh, I think the the next level is when you start seeing like you know those kids, um, those kids in other countries who will be like, uh, some of them are from Africa, some Brazil, different places. They'd be like, yo, I designed a battery that works on human sweat, and you just yep. see that as a thing on the internet. It'd be like, hey, kid designs battery that works on human sweat, and it's like, how the fuck, you know? And, and then it just goes away. I think they yeah. snatch them motherfuckers up and oh, take their ass smart. to space camp. You smart. You smart. You think they snatched. Of course they did. You never hear about that kid again. It's like, oh, what? You better come here, Hakeem. Yep. yep. <laughs> you too yep. smart um, to be out here on Instagram. Dude, uh, Abdullah, Hakeem, Jilin, Todd. Yeah. Here's our here's our new person to the group. This X-Men group of like 15-year-old kids that they got that strapped up making shit. Yep. Make, you know? I think, uh, yep, dude, when I was a kid and I used to see stories like that, I used to want to be snatched up. Like, come on, snatch me up. I want to go to the Xavier Institute. I'm a genius. It was so, and my life wasn't even that bad. I I wonder, you know, uh, Ron had to drop out because uh, his internet was messing up. I wonder what Ron would have thought about that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) About like just being, being snatched up into this whole new life. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to be snatched up in my life. Wasn't even that bad. Yeah, I want to see what's really going on. You know, like show me. I want to see the underground tunnels. You know, like let me let me know what's really going on in this world and, and stop fronting. You know, I was like, come <laughs> on, man. I know something special is going on that you just hiding from us. You know what I mean? But I, I want to see the real shit. But what do you think is the is the um like uh, sometimes we ask what's the greatest disappointment you have in the in this subject and part of it to me uh is i think i think if you look at it as i'm trying to will my life to be interesting right mm-hmm. and that's what makes you uh such and such denier you know what i mean uh, okay. any uh, any if you're an anything denier that actually happened in real life from us going into space to other things I think that's an attempt to for people to make their life interesting that goes in a bad way. But mm. I think what you're talking about is definitely just acknowledging that if we're seeing this much stuff, that can't be all of what it is because we see so many times in history, somebody will have something really dope in the 70s. There'll be a rich person with something really dope in the 70s that's commonplace in the 90s. But it yeah. takes that 20 years for it to fall yep. out, of, you know, fall out of Prometheus's hand, you know what I'm yep. saying, down to the people. Totally. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, um, I just always think there's, if, you know, if somebody has $5, somebody has $100. You know what I mean? You know, like, <laughs> if, like if, somebody, if, if, if there's a kid that has 20 bucks, you know, that means there's also a kid that has, 200 bucks, you know, there's just something always better. And 
in in this country, in America, at least in the United States of America, I always think um, there's a higher group of people that know shit, you know, and have shit, have access to shit. Like people are mad at Nancy Pelosi for supposedly ordaining, going to uh, being the pastor, ordaining this wedding of the Gettys, mm-hmm. right? I think one of mm-hmm. the Gettys' daughters got mm-hmm. married at San Francisco City Hall. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people got mad at Nancy Pelosi for being at the wedding. But it's the Gettys. I mean, you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> the Gettys have a museum. Any picture is labeled by the Getty. They own colors. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yep. These yep. people are so rich that, of course, they have... They know shit. You know, they got access to shit that poor people don't have access to shit. You know, so like, I just always think like, if I know something and I know it to be true and I'm just little old Greg from Virginia, I know somebody that is filthy rich knows something more than I know. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because they just have greater access. Well, and and and, and the funny thing is uh, we're, we're probably the first generation of uh where that can be it's true amongst the people who made it and not amongst the people who spending it though you know what i mean like some people who are just like yeah i'm the son of some asshole like we're we're right to say that they don't know anything but they're not the ones who made that money they're not the ones who made the connections that made that money so we're we're part of a giant generation i'm talking about generation as in like 100 year increments of Mm -hmm. people who like there are people who due to computing power due to all types of shit have so much fucking money and their kids, even some of their kids that run the businesses now have so, so much less knowledge than they had in regards to how to, how to do that. So we have like all these little baby kids. Like when you see a little kid in a big suit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we got, we got these type of people steering the world. You know what I'm saying? Like that part is really freaking me out, dude. Cause it's like, I, I, people who are going to outlive me, are billionaires you know what i'm saying it's just that weirds me out on some level I, I i had never seen no shit like that in my life yeah man it's that nepotism man that passing down i like when it's like a big thing Shaq came out saying that he tells his kids y'all not rich i'm rich you know it's like yeah. uh yeah you know it's just true though but you know these are rich kids that are you know they ain't gonna do shit they're gonna waste that money and fuck it all up some of them some of them mm. might actually be trying to prove their parents that they're that they're worthy of this money and worthy of this uh acclaim and access. But yeah, you know, these are these these young uh I always talk about I used to talk about uh Jaden Smith. Uh my wife would get mad. She's like, why you like this kid? I was like, oh I just like a I just like a little black rich kid that don't have to have these worries. I I just like to see that he's so free. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's just nice to see that this kid ain't worried about nothing. He can just kind of mm-hmm. do whatever he wants to do. He can make water. You know, he's like, I'm, I, I made water. You know, he's like, dude, he's definitely cool. gonna be one of the first Negroes in space in this oh, new sure. billionaire regime. Him uh, probably will. I think if Will. Does the right thing. He'll kick Jada to the curb real quick and not take her to space, so she can hook up with some aliens and shit. In the, in the contract, <laughs> man. He can't do it. He can't do it. It's in the contract, man. He can't do that. Everybody's like, like, why? 
Why he keep Why he keep her around? He's like, because he got to. <laughs> if, he, if he let her go, she gonna tell him everything. She could be in a happen. she could be in an entanglement with a fucking alien. <laughs> there. Uh, but yeah, the, you gotta just look the other way. It's like, hey, hey, girl, are these tentacle marks on your neck? <laughs> I know tentacle marks when I see it. Jamie, you better cover that up. <laughs> you got to be on TV. Cover that up, girl. Yeah, we 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 gotta go, dude. We gotta go do a tight fifteen at the at the space cruise ship for Elon Musk and them. You better tighten it up. Come on, man. I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. I think when we look at when we look at space and we look at what we think is going to be going on in space, I think the average day of the space person when they're when they're when they're in space and they don't real they don't have to do anything to be in space. Like with like uh, like in Star Trek, the gravity, the mm-hmm. the the uh, the uh, artificial gravity. Artificial gravity would make space super fresh. Yeah. Without artificial gravity, I'm not really fucking with space. Like, not I. I, I, I trust me. I would love to be weightless. Me amongst all people would, <laughs> would love to be weightless. <laughs> but, but I just the average day of being weightless and the muscle atrophy yeah, and all nah. that different shit. Yeah. I can't really fuck with that. Like artificial gravity or bust, man. I can't. I can't go to space for another probably 150 years. Well, I mean, you know, I just think that technology will probably catch up, man. Um, you know, but you're but you're totally right. Like, you know, when astronauts come home from space, they all fucked up. You know, they they they've been <laughs> up there for all those months, not using nothing. They don't, you know, they they get mm-hmm. fucked up when they come back home. But I think the technology will will catch up. I mean, you know, we went from cassettes to CDs real fast. You, know? you talk about the first time seeing a microwave. My first time seeing a CD blew my mind. I was at basketball camp as a kid, and some rich kid had a fucking CD, and he puts yeah. it in, and like thuggish, ruggish bone came out that motherfucker, and I was like, yeah. "Are you crazy?" Yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts. And you just skipped to go right back. I was what? I got what? Changes what? <laughs> the game, man. I would love to have an iPod. I would love to have the first iPod and go to like 1989 with this shit. It just blow oh, people's yeah. heads away, you know. Dude, I, I think I think about um, in regards to how many times space is referenced in like rap music, especially. I think a lot of people got the freshness of space and also got the the you know obviously there's a lot of escape, you know what I'm yeah, saying, and sure. and a lot of music. Uh, you know, I think space represents to me uh the infinite obviously possibilities and shit, but yeah. also the fact that every second in space is deadly because you're technically not supposed to be there. As Killer Priest said, uh the earth is already in space. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we already in space. Yeah, true. true right? right. But the to go out into space, motherfucking space, the vacuum of space without the envelope of of the Earth's, you know, um, atmosphere and all that shit. That to me is every second of that is deadly. Just like every yeah. second at the bottom of the ocean is deadly. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's it's interesting that the first people to foray into shit like that were like soldiers and shit. And once it got safe soldiers and people who are basically space soldiers. And as soon as it got pretty safe enough, they start throwing billionaires up there. 
Yep. Like those, you know what I'm saying? They tested out on these plebeians who grew up in Kentucky doing pushups in the dark. They tested on them motherfuckers and they go, oh, you're a hero. Good job. And then they go, all right, it's safe. It's safe, Elon. It's safe. You know, homeboy, it's it's safe. You know? How crazy must it be for those dudes, though? These, these country bumpkin dudes that are tough enough and smart enough to get tough enough, smart enough, and also quiet enough to get sent up there to who knows what. What mm-hmm. type of city they got on the moon or whatever base they got somewhere, and they're just up there and they get to come back down to earth and they just got to be quiet about it and just act like they regular people, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doug, that's crazy, that's dude. Crazy. That's why that's the that is the one thing I actually dug about that movie, Tenet, yeah. Um, that's the one thing I dug about that movie, but because like uh, for a lot of the movie, uh, and no spoilers or anything, but for a lot of the movie, you're just like, man, if you're just a, a agent, you know what I'm saying? You just one agent, you can get plucked out of all that and be put in charge of some of the most crazy technology in the world and put in charge of this mission to like save the world, basically. And you're not even that dude like that. You're just like some guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, for a lot of tenant, you know, it, it it seems that they're saying that, and I think that's really interesting because I bet you it it definitely happens a lot. Sure. You know what I mean? The people with the the nukes, uh, you know, uh, handcuffed to them, walking around and shit, to transporting this, transporting that. These people are in charge of the world for the for that job. Yeah. You know what I mean? For that for and, that time, yeah. No, I just I look at it like it's like comedy though. You know, if you're like if you're a comedian in L.A., it doesn't matter like what status you are. You can see all the best comedians in the world just, yes. by, just by hanging out. You know, yeah. I, you know, you can be you can be the scrubbiest comic in LA and see the funniest people in the, on the planet just by hanging out and don't have to pay a dime just mm-hmm. by hanging out, just by being a comedian in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So you know, well, it's it's like an astronaut, though, right? That 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 barrier to entry is: Did you go to a bunch of open mics and hold your breath underwater to do comedy <laughs> like those astronauts did? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you did you do a mic near a dumpster that somebody got shot at like a day ago? But you need to get your time because you got to sit at the store or whatever. You yeah. know, did did you do these things? If you did those things, then you get to have this rarefied air and stuff. But bro, I got and this is no diss. But I got tired of seeing Chappelle. Oh, how the, no, fuck, no, did no, that, I, I how the fuck did that happen? You know what I'm saying? No, I get it, man. Yeah, we, but for we sure. was, like, every time he would pop in and be like, oh, they like people just rushing in there like a wave. And you're just like, oh, he's doing he's doing uh, this wholly unique thing, but he's also doing this thing I saw him do over here at the Laugh Factory for four hours, over here yep. at this for the you know what I'm saying? It's a it is it is rarefied air for bumpkins. I feel yeah. like I'm a bumpkin in rarefied air being an LA comedian. <laughs> Um, and just just so we can get a little um, bio, and I can cut this in earlier or put it here. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Greg, uh, do a little interview portion with you about you being a comedian and an artist in L.A. And I wanted to give you a chance to talk about like your art, because obviously uh, being a comedian is hard as hell, yeah, in, sure. especially in L.A. But yeah. you also have found time to like uh, launch your fresh art website. And uh, and and the the work that you're doing with the, the Red Line series and stuff, uh, can you just talk to us about that? I want I want people to kind of know about like the the malleability of art, the art that you're doing. Oh, thanks, Ed, man. I mean, um, you know, I've been 
telling, I've been, you know, a comedian, an artist probably my whole life. I look back at all my books when I go back home and my, my like elementary school notebooks, it's always math, but there's always like a picture to the right of it or something. I'm always mm-hmm. drawing, I'm always doodling. And, you know, I, I feel like with, um, with standup, standup can be so much work and so much grinding that you kind of need like an outlet, the, an exterior outlet to mm. uh, make something that doesn't really have to do with this. You know, I'm not, not trying to like, you know, make an album with this. Mm. If it if it happens, it happens. So, you know, um, I I got to the point. I've been doing stand up for like almost damn near twenty years at this point, and so I just started just doing more art, man, and um, making stuff here and there. Um, I made this red line series where I, I talk about uh, black neighborhoods in the early 1900s that were, um, well, not the early 1900s, but the 30s and the 40s that were classified as red line. So the government wasn't putting money into these neighborhoods and they redlined them, which meant that black people live here. So there's no need for us to put infrastructure into these neighborhoods, hospitals, banks, grocery mm-hmm. stores, and some of these same neighborhoods are where black people still live. And so it got to the point where I was just like, I wanted to show people that, hey man, just because I grew up here doesn't mean we don't, you know, care about our neighborhoods because we just didn't get the same funding that you guys got in your neighborhoods. So I'm just trying to like, you know, with a lot of the art that I make, I'm trying to start a conversation about something and um, and just build upon that. And then sometimes I just like to draw you know, some jazz artists and make it look weird and crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, just another outlet and I'm um, just trying to have fun with it and uh, doing art shows and yeah, just another way to express express myself. And um, it's been real fun and it's it's great when somebody hits me up and like, yo, can I buy this piece? And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, and the money's nice, but it's just so cool for somebody to want something of yours on their wall. They got mm-hmm. to see that something that you made. They get to see that every day, you know, mm-hmm. where it, it touches people different from comedy. Cause I can tell a joke and you can like my joke and it'll stay in your head, but you see that picture I made every day when you're getting dressed mm-hmm. to go out, that picture's looking at you and you're looking at it. So it's, um, it's just cool. And um, I love it. Yeah. Man, I'm, that's that's really cool. And I just want to make sure people understand that, like uh, the the red line series that you're talking about earlier. It's like these beautiful like overlays of like these maps of mm-hmm. like the red line areas, and then it's like the faces of some of these luminary huge people who have come from those same those areas, areas who have yeah. like you know who who have uh you know that old you know rose for the concrete shit aside, like people from places with no infrastructure have have become huge people so just imagine if we were able to lend some infrastructure how many luminaries we could have how much you know how oh. how much that could contribute to the future and maybe some of them could get to go to fucking space yeah 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 <laughs> i like that i like that uh that, that connection you know? you know but you know what i'm saying because it's like it it's one of these things where you look at how, what what makes a michael jordan what makes a what makes a a prince? What makes a, any of these people? And a lot of times it's hard times, but it's this weird uh, intersection of hard times and great opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and it's people with this this great impetus to uh, to succeed because of all these factors. And I just think that's 
what's kind of probably missing in our present and, and, and I am tying it back to our subject. The fucking the, the thing about space is that's what's so disappointing is a lot of these people who haven't who are kind of like parasites in a big way on our populace are the first people that are going to introduce themselves to outer space in a consumer fashion, a non-militaristic fashion. And it, that is kind of fucking disappointing because yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a place where classism doesn't send our best. You're not going to convince me that Jeff Bezos is our best to no. be in space. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to convince me of that. It's a, it's some, it's some fucking uh, Maori dude who could fucking hold his breath for 18 minutes. That guy's supposed to be in fucking space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But instead, we got to deal with the mediocrity of these dudes who, like, got you to buy these packages. And that's why they, and the, these guys get the fucking – the package guy goes to fucking space. Like, some of the – you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, I put Elon and Bezos and, like, Bezos – well, I mean, you know, I don't want to take too much away from Bezos. That is – he kind of did revolutionize – stores uh and i mean yeah. yeah it's it's it it's it's terrible in a sense but somebody was going to do it and uh and he's just mm. like yo i'm a, i'm a you know you guys got used to going to the mall well this is the mall at home and uh and you know right. he's giving people jobs you know i mean as terrible as it is it takes some like you know risk to to make a company like that it's it, it's awful but I can see the, <laughs> I, I see that too. I'm like, man, you know, that, that does take some balls to do that. Elon is a whole nother thing though. You know, PayPal. I mean, this dude started off with PayPal, man. <laughs> and flipped that to Tesla's, which is amazing. And so ballsy. I love Elon. I, you know, I don't like all the shit he does, but just, mm. I mean, Tesla's. And then he was like, yo, GM, yo, Ford, here's the technology take it <laughs> 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 he's like it'll make some rockets yeah it's, well it's, the it's, thing it's the, the thing in my life i used to ride the bus to yeah. go to this finance job where mm-hmm. i was uh basically uh it boiled down to being a bill collector for a giant mortgage company not a giant mortgage company a pretty shitty mortgage company uh who were really kind of getting over and about to get caught up in some bullshit let's just let's just leave it at that and that i was working at that company kind of a boiler roomy sort of thing but i was a sort of an executive i guess anyway during that time though my car was fucked up because i wasn't making enough money to buy a new car and live in california it just wasn't Mm -hmm. happening and i found a nice two-stop bus route there and i was just like i'm gonna just save this money like a real true uh, genius entrepreneur would do i just suck suffer this sacrifice and i'll write on the bus you know and never mind that i would spend my entire time on the bus trying not to get pissed on or jacked off on or whatever you know what i'm saying like i spent a, a lot of days i would spend a lot of time not writing i would spend a lot of time keeping fluids off my body you know what i'm saying it fights out of my jaw you know what i'm saying like i spent a little bit too much time doing that but I would take the same bus route and I would get off on Santa Monica Boulevard and there was a Tesla dealership right where I think um, it's a bank there now, I think. But there's a Tesla dealership and the whole dealership was one Mazda Miata size car in an open showroom that opened on onto a, a, a garage in the back. And you could look in the garage and they would just have the garage open like a regular garage. There'd be these kind of spacey looking but like kind of shitty looking little cars. 
Yeah. And that's what Tesla was in my lifetime. And I'd like blinked and 10 years passed. And it's like, yeah, I'm a housewife in a Tesla that's reasonable looking and has all this iPads in it and shit. It just it seemed like in a blink that happened. Boom. Boom. Quick. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. And that's how I'm telling you, like, like you know, we, we think things are going to – we think the technology is going to take a little bit longer, but I don't think so, man. I think the technology for space and everything, if the money's in it – that's one cool thing about having these billionaires in it is that they're going to pay for all that shit. They're going to do it all to make the technology – I mean, we, we probably won't get there for a while, but if these billionaires weren't in it, it would take a lot longer. I mean, look how long it's taken for that bullet train for fucking uh, San You know what? <laughs> yeah, far be it from me to play uh uh to be to play white devil's advocate or billionaire's advocate <laughs> because they definitely are using our money. But I do get true, what you're saying true, in regards true. to like what you said uh earlier in regards to yo barons do this shit. They're yeah. the ones who who put the railroad. They're the ones who go to the bottom of the sea. The barons do that. And we're kind of lucky that they're so – a lot of them are so mad that maybe their coal miner daddy gave them some money or something. Ding, ding, their, ding. Their, their, emerald, their emerald mine daddy gave them some money that they're just like, well, fuck that. I'll just oh, – I don't know what accent I'm doing, but you know what I'm saying? They have a like foreign accent. And they South do African. This, <laughs> they do this, like, <laughs> South Africa kind of, you know, the first time I heard South Africa was in uh, (laughs) Lethal Weapon 2. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it is, it's like halfway between Australian and and from Brussels or some shit. Uh, But the bottom line is they, they, they say, look, I'm going to be something that has nothing to do with what daddy was trying to do. And, and, you know, sometimes they make a technology company. Sometimes they, they, they do some weird bullshit. But I'm I'm glad that so many of them have that drive. I just hope that the uh, the profit motive doesn't um, become an impediment to everybody getting into space. You know what I'm saying? That that's yeah. the part that I think people are balking at about billionaires doing it and being involved with it is billionaires sell to millionaires and hundred millionaires. You know what I'm saying? First, yeah. and then it kind of trickles down to where you know your uncle that owns five. Popeyes can go to space now. You know what I'm saying? It like trickles down to that level. Uh, but the trickle is slow. And a lot of times, you know, piss is what's trickling. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's, it's, so I think that's what people are, are, are looking at about like being disappointed that it's yeah. the richy riches in space. I think that's what they're disappointed about that it might be a for profit situation. And a lot of us don't make enough money to make it viable for, you know what I'm saying, them to try to sell it to, you know, your grandma to go to space. Um, so, you know. I, I think they will. Though. I mean, because that's where the real money is, is when you make it profit, when you make it down to, I mean, you look at flash screens when flash screens came out. You know, it's mm. like, oh, man, I can't get no flash screen. Man, that's just too much money. But damn, I like them skinny ass TVs. And then, <laughs> no, no booty TVs. I like them no the, booty TVs, man. It's like a, like like a like a like a leading lady in the eighties, just yep. slim. Ooh, look at them legs, girl. You know? <laughs> but then, then like five years, I can get a flat screen off Craigslist now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like so. It's it's it's. I don't think it'll be. You know, you're probably not going to be able to get this first iPad, you know, but, you know, your iPad is coming. 
And I mean that for like <laughs> for space travel. I think everybody will be able to do it eventually. You're not going to be in that first 15 to 25 year run, but you'll be in that second run, baby. You know what I mean? Oh, man. See, that's you the will. thing. I got to start doing push ups right now so yeah, I can man. get ready to go to space. You better get, because you better get right I, here. I'm going to be old. I mean, if yeah. I get old, you know, I'll be old as fuck if I'm going yeah. to space. I'll be like, yeah. dude, that'd be such a relief. You're like fucking 90 years old, all of your joints hurt, and now you're just floating around. Ooh. And you just have just let Lord, Lord, please just let me have a heart attack in space. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And oh, like man. I want I want my body to get jettisoned out of an airlock, not put in a bag. Like, just please, Lord, let me get God. to space. We're going to have whole new, I mean, shit. If we get to 70, man, we're going to have, you can buy you a new body. You'll you'll be able to buy you a new heart. (laughs) If you got the bread, buy you a new arm, all that shit. Dude, well, I, well, like, we, I got to get to, I got to get to selling some of this art if I'm gonna do that. I'll be like, yeah, dude, man. I'll be, I'll be a, a robber baron. Uh, I make a, let's make some NFTs so we can go to space. <laughs> NFT game is real, boy. Uh, dude, it's, it's, and so in closing, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, as we wrap up here is, do you think that space travel is overall, um, a nah, that's stupid. I was going to say overall a good thing or a bad thing because obviously it's it's a it's a great good period yeah, yeah, that's just totally, a fact. Totally. But I just wonder I just wonder who's going to be making the first handshake with whatever we meet out there. That's my thing. I, we used to just send these exceptional cow pokes up there. Now we're sending some of some people I kind of find venal a lot. And I'm not hating on people's success. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if your success just happens to be a tool for Russia to take over our country or whatever, or if your success just happens to be, oh, 80% of teenage girls have dysmorphia now, good job. You know what I'm saying? Or your your success kills small businesses that just takes it behind a, a, a hits them in the head with a rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like those people are the ones who are going to shake the three fingered hands we're going to meet eventually. And I just think it's fucked up to have the CEO of Walmart be the first person to meet Gleep Glop or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is that, man, we've been Matt Gleep Glop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> we have been Matt Gleep Glop. You know, Gleep Glop is the homie. Gleep Glop got a sad card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he gets a lot of extra work in Star Wars movies. He just Gleep shows Glop. up as himself. And he'd be yeah, like, man. yo, man, this costume is wild. And he's like, yes. Gleep Glop has been around. We've, we've, we've hung out with Gleep Glop. We've been to Gleep Glop's fucking universe he's taking <laughs> us around yeah we just don't know it yet so i mean i don't know who'll be the first person the first person that they show us who's met bleep glop but <laughs> you best believe these countries have already had access to uh you know bleep glop and and his homies for sure or we wouldn't be out there period Man, well, I definitely hope that uh, uh, space democratizes soon because I would like to experience it. I'm I'm thankful that you came through to talk about space travel with us and to talk about uh, 
I guess the way that it's impacted the way we see reality, because like you briefly mentioned religion, people and shit that goes to aliens. We associate aliens with like invasive forces. So we got to have the military to protect us against blah, blah. It's just like mm-hmm. the, the commodification of space or the militarization of space. Both of those are easy to sell to us because yeah. we've already got it in our head that like, we're going to have to fight some motherfuckers in space and we're going to take a lot of money to get to it. So God bless the people trying to do it. You know what I mean? So we've already kind of been programmed to accept it. And I got to hope that that's a macro, uh, a macro meme, meaning living idea. Like I got to hope that that's a macro meme that's going to help us evolve. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why it's so easy to sell us on rich barons, go do stuff. is because eventually, like you said, it's going to drag the rest of us into space. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's part of a evolutionary thing. I'm just hoping that's the case. Instead of us being a bunch of rubes getting sold on the fucking monorail, that ain't going to never come to get us. You well, know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of that, too. Uh, <laughs> but know? I think it's going to be a little bit of both. You know? Hell yeah. Everybody's well, not going to be able to go, but some of us will. Space is white, dog. Space is uh, white. Space <laughs> is white like 2001 Kubrick. You know what I'm saying? It's very good. Space is white like an Eminem album. Only thing black in space for a while is going to be space. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. It's wild to me that uh, we're like seeing that with our own two eyes. And again, like you said, though, hopefully we'll see it get more egalitarian as it goes on. I hope that eventually we'll see the benefits of these rich folks going into space. And I hope it's more like Star Trek than Star Wars. Um, Do do you have any um, any plugs? Check out my um, you can always check my shows out at gregcomedy.com. Uh, check out my art at uh, gregedwardsart.com. I'm selling prints and t-shirts. Uh, check out my Twitter, Greg the Grouch, and uh, check out my Instagram uh, at Greg Comedy, where I'm always uh, taking pictures of my dog. And, uh, and <laughs> your dog is a G. Your dog uh, is a doggy. G. Love my doggy. Thank you, Ed. Dude, and uh, um, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Thank you guys for dropping reviews and likes on it and stuff. The reviews really help a lot. And also, thank you so much to you people who are on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the greatest pod. We got a $5 tier that gives you extra podcasts and uh, premium content that won't be on this feed. And we also have a $7 tier where you can get uh, art postcards sent to you directly from me, directly to your house, physical media. Uh, and they're they're hella limited print runs because the only people who get them is the people on the Patreon. So you're getting a rare thing uh, when you sign up for our Patreon and uh, you're helping the show immensely. So thank you guys for listening to another star spanning episode of the greatest pod.